Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, psychologist, relationship coach, attachment theory expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, author of Love Magnet and Athletic Wear Connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract to healthy relationship. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. Buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. It's your host, Dr. Morgan. This is a really special episode. This has been something that keeps coming up. You guys are DMing me, emailing, even clients. I keep getting asked this question over and over. So that's how I know it's time to do an episode on it. And I was thinking about it. Maybe it's the time of year. It's the holidays. People who are in relationships, you're looking at your significant other and you're going, wow, I'm spending the holidays with this person Again, this is my chosen family. I also think a lot of questions come up about how is our life? Do we really truly feel good? Are we living our best life? Actually, like we have time during the holidays to reflect because things slow down a little bit. And that can actually be so hard and so painful for people. So this episode is going to help you if you are in a relationship, or maybe you're single, but you still have been in relationships and you never knew how to answer this question, this episode is going to help you understand, am I in the right relationship for me? I'm going to give you at least four of the things that I would have you consider so that you could determine, is this the right relationship for me? Because so many people message me, and you may relate to this, and they're like, okay, I have this great partner. How do I not screw it up? Or I have this person, but I just think something's off, and I don't know if it's right, and they're second-guessing themselves. So I want to just talk about all of it today. Let's, Let's just talk about that scenario where you're in a relationship, you're second-guessing yourself. And what are some of the things you should actually consider? And maybe what are some of the things that you don't really need to worry about? Uh, I want to start with a story. I have been in this situation before. And one time in particular, and this is extremely painful. If you've ever been in this scenario, you know what I'm talking about. I was in a love triangle. And this was a bad love triangle, like very invested in both relationships. I found myself very emotionally invested in both relationships for different reasons. And yes, this was my disorganized attachment style in action. I'd been in this on again, off again, long-term relationship. And then I simultaneously started another relationship. Okay. I do not recommend anyone who is thinking about that. It is not the way to go, but my disorganized attachment style, all my unhelpful patterns led me to be in this love triangle. And 
I kid you not, I felt like an insane person. I could barely focus walking through my days so consumed with this about what am I going to do? And they both knew about each other. It wasn't like like everyone knew what was happening. And here I am and I'm being asked to make a decision. So I go to therapy. I go to therapy and this is kind of funny. So I'm in San Diego and I find a male therapist because sometimes it's helpful to have opposite gender. So I found a male therapist and um, he was older and he was psychoanalytic. I think he was in his 80s, late 80s. Loved what he did. Great guy. Um, but I'm telling him about this love triangle in one of our first sessions. I think it was the second session. And I'm just going in detail and I'm crying and I'm sobbing and I'm saying why this person is great, but then why that person is great. You guys, he fell asleep. <laughs> God bless him. Have you ever had a therapist fall asleep on you? I got to tell you, it's one of the it's one of the worst feelings. And and God bless this man. He's older. So, I actually was so worried that something was medically wrong, like maybe maybe he had died in front of me and then I had all of my fear of abandonment coming up and I'm like, "Oh, thank God, he had just fell asleep." Um, but talk about like internalizing, "Oh, you know, I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy of being listened to. But anyways, he falls asleep on me, probably because I'm going on and on and on about this. And he can just see it. And he's like, what are you doing? Right? I'm sure. Uh, but when he wakes up, he says to me something that I've never forgotten. This was actually very profound. He says, when are you going to allow yourself to jump with both feet into one relationship. He said, at one point, you have to jump with both feet in. And that phrase haunted me. And for a lot of you with disorganized attachment style or anxious or avoidant, any of the insecure attachment styles, that may also bother you. Because what I realized was, I don't know when I had ever let myself go with both feet in and be truly invested and truly at ease and fully committed to a relationship. That really wasn't my norm, nor was it something I was comfortable with. And that was the biggest takeaway from the sessions that I had with him. And you guys, I need to write a separate book. I need to write, like I'm going to get a pseudonym and I'll just write like juicy love stories that are just horribly unhealthy. And I'll, I'll use my past as an example. And I can tell, you know, when that comes out, it'll, it'll give you exactly how that love triangle ended. But spoiler alert, it was not pretty, not good. Um, but the thing that I took from that once again of both feet in, and it really rang in my head for a long time about, I've never done that. I never let myself do that. So here you are listening to this episode, and some of you may be realizing the same thing. Maybe you're in a relationship right now, and it's pretty darn good. Like, it's pretty easy. It's pretty calm. You feel pretty good. It's not bringing up a lot of stress. 
and you genuinely like this person and you're going like, wow, is this it? Am I settling? Is this my person? Or maybe you're in a relationship where things have been up and down, where you have moments of this is really great. We really get along. Things are really easy. And moments of this is really hard. I am fighting with this person. We have hurt each other. Things are not good. Right. And then you're sitting there going, okay, how do I know? How do I know that this is my person? I have been in those scenarios and I want to help you with what to think about. I can give you a framework to support you in this. I can tell you that this is going to be individual for a lot of you in terms of knowing what your values are, what you truly want out of a relationship. So instead of telling you this is exactly what you need to do and here's exactly how you know, I'm going to give you a framework to use to think about this question. But first off, I need to dispel a myth. Okay. We need to, before we go into this framework, I need to get rid of this myth, this idea that you can sabotage something that is meant for you. Here's what I believe. We can make something a lot harder when we show up with anxious or avoidant or disorganized attachment, or we're telling the stories from our past, or we have unhelpful beliefs about ourselves we make the relationship a lot harder. Okay. And I believe in my heart at the same time that if a relationship is truly meant for you, that nothing is going to sabotage it. Okay. So yes, when you don't have secure attachment, you make it harder. And at the same time, if it's truly meant for you, you can't sabotage it. And with the right person for you, you can always learn how to build secure attachment so long as both people are invested and both people want the relationship to work. So let's get that idea out of our head of blaming ourselves or saying that we're sabotaging. Of course, I love helping people become securely attached because when you are that way, it just gives you such a better foundation and it makes dating fun and you're able to attract a quality partner and a highly compatible partner and you're able to focus on compatibility instead of secure attachment because compatibility is actually the more fun stuff, right? Like secure attachment, when we know that we can create that with people, that creates this stable foundation and then we can go the next level up I think about like building your relationship house, right? Like the, the secure attachment is the foundation. It's the concrete. And then now, okay, we're building the frame of compatibility. And that's more fun to think about and really helpful. But if you can't build the foundation, then you never even get to consider compatibility. So some of you in your relationships right now, you're working with a foundation that is not securely attached. So it's this rocky foundation. And then you're really focused on all the compatibility pieces when in fact, it would be much more helpful for you to go back to 
Can we co-create secure attachment together? That is the foundational question. Okay. So now that that myth is out of the way that you can sabotage something that's meant for you because something that is truly meant for you will be able to stay in your life and you will find a way to make it work and you can co-create secure attachment. Now that that myth is done, I want to walk you through. These are some of the things I would have you consider if you're in a relationship, whether it's now or in the future, or even you could use this to think about your past relationships. These are the things to consider to help you know, is this the relationship for me? Number one, I would have you ask yourself, how do I feel in this relationship? Now, this is a big question. I know it sounds simple. It's a big question. I always tell my clients, you want to be aware of how you feel in a connection you want to be able to tune inwards and say, how do I emotionally feel? How do I feel in my body? Is this the way that I want to feel in my ideal relationship? Do I feel supported, loved, empowered? Do I feel free? Do I feel gently challenged? Do I feel cherished? Do I feel desired? Notice all these emotion words. And here's what I know after talking to so many people over the years about this. We all will have about three core desires about how we want to feel in a relationship. And it's going to be based on your values, your past experiences, and the models you've had for a relationship and what you believe is available to you, what you believe you deserve. So you want to very carefully determine how do I actually want to feel in a relationship? And here's what I know. Those of us who, and I put myself in this, in this category, those of us who have experienced insecure attachment and then have slowly over time become securely attached through a lot of intentional work, we really value emotional safety and feeling secure, feeling safe. So people who've experienced relational trauma, who, like I said, have moved from an insecure attachment style to more secure, it's highly likely you're going to have emotional safety Secure attachment, feeling secure, you're going to have that on your list. So number one, you got to get clear, how do you want to feel? And then ask yourself, do I feel this way with, with this person? In this relationship, do I feel the way that I ideally want to feel in a relationship? Okay, so that's number one. That's a big one. Number two, this is a helpful exercise. I've done this. I want you to do it, right? I want you to think about five years from now and imagine your life with this person by your side. So five years from now, that's a pretty good time. It's not too far. It's not too soon. Five years from now, oh my gosh, the year would be 2029. We go off 2024, okay? Okay. So 2029, 
and you're with this person and just close your eyes and I want you to imagine it. And what does that bring up for you? For me, I get a warm, fuzzy feeling. I can picture different things about my life. It almost makes me emotional with gratitude. I'm getting choked up. So (laughs) if you're emotional with pain or with something else, that's going to give you a lot of information. But imagine your life five years from now with that person and what does it bring up for you? That's a really powerful one because sometimes we convince ourselves, oh, this is fine in the moment. I can just keep dealing with this in the moment, right? And we don't think about the compounding effect of staying in a relationship that maybe isn't right. And what, how is that going to build in your life over time, right? So give yourself the privilege of doing that exercise of imagining five years from now and what that would be like for you. All right, we're moving right along. The third thing I would have you consider is are you alone in this relationship or are you on a team? Are you alone or are you on a team? There's so much research here, okay? I think about the Gottmans um, who are phenomenal uh, psychologists and they've researched couples forever. And one of the things they talk about is couples who use criticism and they can predict divorce very accurately. I forget the percentage, but I think it's 90% accuracy. Like it's nuts. Okay. They can predict it based on how much criticism partners have towards each other. So if you have someone where you feel like you're walking on eggshells, you can't do anything right, everything you do is wrong, and they're highly critical of you, guess what? You are alone in that relationship. You probably feel alone, and I feel for you. I have been in that kind of relationship where you could be in the same room, but you're so scared to share. You don't really want to let them in. You don't want to be vulnerable you end up just feeling disconnected and you're with this person physically, but emotionally you are alone. Okay. That is a sign that you really need to reevaluate the relationship. And of course there are scenarios where you give feedback, you work on it, you change the communication, you create secure attachment. And there are cases where there's just no way that you can become a team once you've been alone for so long, right? But I think this one gets overlooked in terms of how how we feel. Do we have someone who wants to support us? Someone who wants to work as a team towards a common goal where both of you know what each other are looking to do with your lives, you know what's important, you know what's important as a couple and you're on the same page and you're working together and you share your vulnerabilities. And when you share the things that bother you or the things that worry you, instead of getting criticized, you get support and validation and love. Every single person deserves that in their partnership. Okay. 
That's a, that's a really big one. Moving on to number four. My final question for now, this may have to be a part series. We may have to do a part two because this could just go on and on and on, but these are my top four. Okay. And the final question for now is how do you repair with this person when you have an argument with you, when you have a disagreement, because let me tell you that is inevitable, even in the most securely attached relationships, you will have conflict and conflict is so good. If we don't have conflict, that means someone is abandoning themselves. Someone is becoming codependent, right? Conflict is so good. And what matters is how you navigate the conflict. So are you in a relationship where you can repair, where both people feel heard, where you can move back to a securely attached place? Are you in that kind of relationship where conflict does not mean the relationship is over and actually it allows you to grow as a couple, right? That That is something that really needs to be considered. And the other thing is a lot of us don't know how to have healthy conflict. That's why I include it in the program because I know that there was no healthy conflict 101 in high school, even though there should have been, right? Like nobody's learning this stuff. So that's something where likely one person in the relationship had to be the leader and had to say, hey, like, let's learn how to communicate through difficult things. Uh, let's go to couples therapy. Let's do Dr. Morgan's ESL program and I can learn about how to have healthy conflict. And I can, I can give us a framework, right? Like usually to do that well, someone in the relationship had to learn how to have healthy conflict. And God bless you. If you were one of the few people who had really healthy conflict modeled by your parents, that's amazing. If that's you, kudos to you. That was certainly not me. Uh, so some people have just had healthy conflict around them their whole lives. And then they can be that person in the relationship that can model it. Right. Okay. This list was powerful. I hope you get some comfort out of this. I hope that it lands with you and whether you're single or you're in a relationship that this framework gives you some things to think about when it comes to determining, is this the right relationship for me? am I in a securely attached, loving relationship? I do think I need to do a part two because uh, there's just so many more things I would talk about. So stay tuned for that. We'll see when that comes out. But just to review the four things I mentioned here, number one, how do you feel? How do you feel? Do you feel the way that you would ideally want to feel in a relationship? Number two, Imagine your life five years from now with this person by your side. How does that make you feel? Is that the kind of partnership that you want for life? Number three, are you alone or are you on a team? Do you have a partner that criticizes you or that supports you and picks you up when you're down? Okay. And then number four, the final one 
is how do you repair? How do you come back to secure attachment when there's been an argument? Are you able to do that in a healthy, securely attached way? All right, y'all. I'm sending you so much love. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I don't know about you, but I love the holiday season. There is still things that come up for me emotionally. Um, and at the same time, I love it. I can hold both of those at once. This time of year is right around the time when uh, my sister and I, at age six, had the unthinkable happen where we lost our mom. It was right around this time of year. So yes, there are things that come up for me. There's pain. And at the same time, there's so much love and joy and goodness. And I wonder if you can relate to that of things that feel good and maybe things that don't feel good. And I just hope that you give yourself so much support, compassion, you tune in and be honest about what it is that you need to feel supported and loved during this time of year. One of my guilty pleasures right now is just watching Hallmark movies. Shoot me a DM on Instagram if you are a fellow Hallmark movie watcher. Um, it is just so cheesy. And of course, the storyline is predictable. Big city girl goes to small rural town, falls in love. She just got out of a relationship or she's still in a relationship. And then she falls in love in this rural town. And then she gives up her city job and stays in the country. Anyways, I love Hallmark movies. I love decorating cookies with my niece and nephew. Um, and I love all of the quality time with family, with my partner, being able to connect with friends. So whatever it is for you during the season that you do, I hope you get to do a lot of it and that you take really good care of yourself. And of course, as always, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram or Facebook. Make sure you tag me. It would mean the world to me if you took just a moment to leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this show grow, the more people will be able to help. Until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.